Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, listeners. Happy Wednesday. This is March 12, 2014. I'm so excited. We have back with us today Dr. Kathy Groover. She is an award-winning author. She's authored two books, The Alternative Medicine Cabinet, as well as Conquer Your Stress with Mind-Body Therapies. She studied mind-body medicine at the Benson Henry Institute for Mind-Body Medicine at Harvard Medical School. And um, then she pursued her education at the National Institutes of Health. So let me bring on Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hey, how are you doing? Great. I'm so glad to have you with us. It's always wonderful to bring back some of my guests um, from other shows. We have a pretty packed schedule today, so we're just going to get right into it. Let's dive in. Why don't you tell the listeners how you got started on the path that you're on today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's kind of a, it's, my paths have diverged. Um, I started out as an actor, of all things, and through the course of spending my life on stage, I also found that I had an incredible interest and gift in massage and different types of healing. So I seem to have these parallel worlds colliding of the acting thing and the healing thing. And at various times I had choices to make, and I always chose the acting thing. Um, But healing was always in the back of my mind. And I very accidentally apprenticed with a woman when I was in college, and she taught me about massage and body work and herbs and homeopathics and keys and, and really about integrative holistic health. And she taught me that I was really good at it. And so that really sparked my interest even more. And, yeah, it was, it was very bizarre. I had the, the wherewithal to listen to her when she said, you need to go do this. And so I studied more massage in Los Angeles when I moved out there and more in Santa Barbara where I am now. And I've had my own private practice here in Santa Barbara for, geez, 14 years and been doing massage since college. So uh, it's been a long journey, and I started writing books, and I got my different degrees because I learned with every person that I came in contact with, they needed information. They were asking me questions that I realized, hey, I need to know how to answer these health questions. Uh, so I just, you know, my interest was, was heightened by people relying on me as a health practitioner. And so now here I am, and, you know, it's, gosh, 20-something years later since I met this woman in college, and I've got a, an award-winning mm-hmm. practice and three, three books, and I do radio and TV and lecture around the country teaching people how to be healthier and, and stress less. 
so it's it's been an amazing journey, and I don't even know where it's going. I, I'm excited to see what the next chapter is. <laughs> oh my gosh! What um, you know, I kind of wanted to talk today about how to conquer our stress. Mm-hmm. Where does one begin with that? Because on a day-to-day basis, we're hit with so many different things. Oh. Absolutely. And and the first step, you know, people talk about, you know, the first step is admitting you have a problem. Um, the first step with stress is realizing that stress isn't the problem. Um, and stress is not the problem because it's completely unavoidable. There's no way to not have some stress in your life. The most stressful thing of your day is getting out of bed and changing that physiology mm-hmm. of going from a sleeping state to actually functioning. So, you know, unless we're dead, we've got stress. Um, and a lot of it is good stress. <laughs> you know, we, we were talking before we got on the air that, you know, for fun I do hip-hop mm-hmm. dancing and flying trapeze. A lot of people would mm-hmm. find that stressful. So we have to remember that we each have an individual stress hardiness. We perceive things mm-hmm. as stressful or not stressful depending on our background, our genetics, our cognitive functioning, you know, all these different things. And so realizing that what we can control is our response to the stress. And there's a lot of really key mm-hmm. ways to doing that. So rather than trying to change the stress, which is unchangeable, let's change our reaction to it. That's something we have control of, and that's going to give us more power in our lives. And how do we do that? <laughs> oh, there's numerous things. <laughs> uh, we can meditate. We can do mindfulness practices, things like affirmations, visualization, you know, doing physical modalities like getting a massage or doing Reiki or doing, um, you know, tapping therapy or uh, sound healing, color healing, you know. Um, I mentioned about 45 different techniques in my book that you can do, um, as well as, you know, the big ones, like I said, meditation, visualization, affirmations, things that mm-hmm. are free. They don't cost a thing. You don't need a prescription. Uh, there's no side effects. It's not going to kill you. You know, um, and it relaxes us and makes us feel good. You know, I want to start with the things that aren't going to kill us first. That's <laughs> just, my, just my theory on that. Well, let's, take, let's, first. Take, um, let's, let's take a couple of them and concentrate on those. Yeah. Um, how about affirmations for health? Yeah, definitely. Is so book it's on ab- it or, or what? Yeah, well, it, 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 this stuff takes practice. I mean, it's not tremendously difficult, but after a lifetime of negative thinking, it's hard to to shift that. You know, and mm-hmm. it's estimated that we have about sixty thousand thoughts a day, and that fifty thousand of those are negative. That's an incredible amount of negative thoughts. That's eighty percent negative. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand are negative. Out yeah. Of 60? A little scary, and Ooh. we wonder why we're suffering, right? Um, you know, everything Ooh. from you know. I can't do that, this is stupid, I'm too young, I'm too old, my butt's too big, my hair is bad, my nose is too small. I mean, whatever it is, we, we do this to ourselves, right? I mean, and if someone followed us, or, you know, we do. We're terribly hard on ourselves, especially women. Um, you know, and we're trying to get more and more in this society to changing the way the body image thing is. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. We have to change the way we think. Um, so rather than thinking all these negative thoughts, and, you know, I've heard mm-hmm. people say, oh, well, that's easy, just stop thinking them. Well, I don't know about you, it's really hard to stop thinking those things, you know. So mm-hmm. this, is where I, this is where I like affirmations. You change what you're thinking. Um, and the example I like to use, especially now because we're still in the midst of cold and flu season, uh, especially mm-hmm. on the East Coast where they're facing more snow, and then out here in California we've got the drought, and then it pours down rain, and then it's 80, and then it's windy, and then, you know, we're having horrible cold mm-hmm. and flu. And I see people walking around saying things like, oh, no, I'm getting sick. Oh, I hope I'm not getting sick. Oh, gee, I'm getting sick, I know it. Oh, I always get sick. I get sick every year. You know, we reinforce these negative things. So rather Mm -hmm. than saying those things, let's say, 
I am healthy and well. My immune system is strong and resilient. Mm -hmm. And by repeating that over and over, it takes the stress out of this idea of getting sick. And it actually does change our physiology. We can boost our immune systems by telling ourselves that we're healthy and well. This is one of the reasons Mm -hmm. I don't get sick, because I use these affirmations rather than giving into that fear of that guy three rows up just sneeze, I know I'm going to be sick any minute. I don't let my mind go to those thoughts. And we all have the ability to do that, you know, whether it's affirming finances or affirming relationships. And every day Mm -hmm. on Facebook, I I list the affirmation of the day. And it is spread out so that, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of people are seeing these. They're tweeting them out. They're doing all this stuff. And I love doing that because it's a reminder to us every day that we have power over our thoughts. And it takes Mm -hmm. control and it takes uh, practice. But we're the masters of that. We, we can make those changes for the better, and that's, they're so simple, too. That's one of the reasons I like the affirmations. Mm-hmm. Well, if we have 50,000 negative thoughts a day, mm-hmm. I could see where you, you're going to have to catch yourself in those thoughts. Exactly. To change yep. them. Yep. That's a task in itself. Well, I was just going to say, like, that can be ch- Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. And if it's, this, if it's the script that we've been running since we were a kid, if, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I was asked the question this morning of, you know, how much of our behavior is mirrored from our parents' stress as, as young children, because there's a lot of studies coming out right now talking a about lot. children's health uh-huh. and obesity and how stressed the parents are, how the parents illustrate stress. Mm-hmm. And it's true. You know, I have clients who have chronic back pain who, you know, they get up out of the chair and do the uh, thing when they stand up. And their three-year-old is now standing up and doing that because they think you're supposed to groan when you stand up. So, you know, kids are incredibly <laughs> plastic. They're incredibly malleable with things like that. Or they'll, they'll hunch over and say, my back hurts, because that's what they hear their parents say. So how the parent deals with stress and how the people around you deal with stress is definitely going to influence you. Um, so if we've been patterned since we were a young kid to be negative about fill-in-the-blank, and everyone tends to have their their thing, either it's health or it's money or it's finances or it's, you know, whatever it is, um, we tend to keep that going through adult life. So it's a matter of paying attention and breaking that cycle. And this is where I also really like to incorporate the help of trusted loved ones. You don't want to pick the sister that's mocking you already. You want to pick someone who can, you know, sit you down that Tuesday afternoon and go, you know, you said you really wanted to work on your negative language and I heard you three or four times say today that you were broke. You know, just to bring to your attention that you use those negative mm-hmm. words again, you know, why don't you try to rephrase that? Um, and I've actually had those conversations with family members. And it's, you know, when they're in the space to hear it, you don't want to pick when they're in a really, you know, bad mood, um, to say, hey, right. you know, I notice that you do this a lot. Um, how does that make you feel? Or, you know, not that you should be a therapist to your, to your parents, but um, sometimes you don't even know you're doing it, like you said, until someone brings it to your attention and then you can make a change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are all really good points. Now, if we get into the subject of meditation, mm-hmm. how can we use it? Yeah, meditation has such a bad connotation to so many people, and they think you mm-hmm. have to suddenly you know, wear sandals and hug trees and smell like patchouli, and you've got to wear funky clothes and be a vegetarian and chant oming all the time. And you know, It can be all of that, or it can be you sitting quietly in your car in the driveway for five minutes to decompress from your work day. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very, t- I'm very type A. I'm very go, 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 as you know. And so when people would 
approach me with, oh, you should try meditation. I'm thinking, what, quiet my brain and make my body stop? What are you, are you kidding me? Um, because I picture, you know, this, this sitting on the pillow with the legs crossed, with the fingers a certain way, with the tongue someplace, mm-hmm. and you're looking up, but your eyes are closed, so what the hell are you looking at? And you float away into millions of bubbles. I mean, that's what I thought meditation had to be. So I'd sit down, and of course, my mind would go through the to-do list. It would go through the, oh, this is stupid. My back hurts. What is that bug on the floor? Why is that itch? Oh, I'm not supposed to scratch that. You know, my mind would go crazy. And everybody I know that's ever tried to meditate has said they've had some similar experience. You know, I don't know that anybody shoots out of the womb perfectly wired to meditate. Maybe they exist. They're not my friends. Um, I don't know those people. Uh, so when I went to Harvard, I studied it. it with Herbert Benson, and they announced that morning, okay, today we're going to meditate, I thought, oh, man, because I'm terrible at it. And I thought, I'm sitting here in a room with 175 physicians, and I'm going to look like an idiot because I'm going to be the only one that can't do this. And they explained to us that we were going to do something called a mini-meditation. And I thought, okay, uh-huh. I like this so far, the word mini, that's good. And there were only <laughs> two rules, two rules. And I thought, okay, concentrate on something repetitive, and when mm-hmm. thoughts float through, just dismiss them without judgment. That was it. Those mm-hmm. were the two rules. And I thought, hey, you know, I bet I can do this. So she had us close our eyes and concentrate on our breath, not for the purpose of you know slowing it down or speeding it up, but just to use that as the focal point. So we concentrate on that feeling of the rise uh-huh. and fall of the chest and the abdomen, just that in and out of the breath. And then on the inhale, you think... I am, and you repeat that on all your inhales, so it's inhale, Mm -hmm. I am, and on the exhale, it's at peace, and you repeat that. So inhale, I am, exhale, at peace, and if if thoughts float through, if you go to your to-do list, if you go to, oh, I'm not doing this right, if you go to what's for dinner, you just say, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, and you dismiss it without judgment. You're not wrong, it's not bad, you're not Mm -hmm. a failure, and you return to inhale, I am, exhale, at peace. And we did this for five minutes, and when she said, okay, please open your eyes and come back to the room, I shook my head no. And she started to laugh, because I was in the front row, um, the woman who led us through this. And she said, you didn't want to come back, Uh did you? And I said, no, it felt so good. And so that has been my prime stress-relieving tool, because you can do it anywhere. Not if you're in your car, please don't close your eyes. Causes a whole other problem, mm-hmm. but you know, in line at the post right. office, waiting for the flight that's been delayed for the fifteenth time. Um, you know, we can't control those things. Let's control our reaction. And the mini meditation to me is one of the absolute best things you can do. Oh, that that's wonderful. I, I hope that our listeners um, will use that. What do you think about visualization? And visualization how- is. Oh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. Do you do you use visualization? I I use it when I am thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. And I'll make a picture in my mind and then it just I put it away. Mhm. And it could it could come about a year later, 2 years later, or maybe earlier. Right. You know, it could be 6 months that yep. all of a sudden there it is in front of me. And you go, hey, I manifested that. <laughs> mhm. Exactly. That's how do you that's use it? Great. Well, I like um, I, I do the same thing as you. I mean, I'm a big. I was an only child, so you know, I lived in my head <laughs> as a kid. I made up mm-hmm. stories and kingdoms and worlds. 
Um, so I use visualization, like you said, for the future. You know, I really feel, um, get into the emotion and the visualization of planning my future. And I, like you, have found a lot of that stuff has manifested, whether it's been relationships or jobs or um, situations. You know, I have seen mm-hmm. those things come to pass. And like you said, who knows how far into the future it is, but, but I really feel like the more real you can make it, the more you can get into those emotions, the stronger it's going to be for you. Um, but the thing that I like to yeah. do with it, you know, being that I'm in the health profession and, and people are coming to me in pain or they're sick, is along with those affirmations of I am healthy and well, I really like using visualization for health. And I learned to visualize when I was about 15. Again, it came to me through acting. Um, I was in a show with a gentleman, and we were just about to open, and my throat started to hurt. And I knew my throat starting to hurt meant I was coming down with something. And mm-hmm. it was my big debut in the community theater. I was out of school and not doing a school production. You know, I was doing a big summer stock production. And I was sitting in rehearsal making that sort of like you know, glumping, kind of swallowing, trying to get my throat to clear. And this guy says, you know, are you feeling okay? And I said, no, my throat hurts. I'm afraid I'm going to get sick and I have to sing and we're opening. And, and he said, well, have you ever visualized? And I said, I'm 15 years old. I said, I don't even know what you're saying. What are you talking about? And he said, mm-hmm. okay, when you go home tonight, he said, I want you to visualize your immune system. I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, he said, picture a place yeah, behind what your is heart. That? <laughs> yeah, what is what, that? Visualize my immune system. Oh, okay, dude. Um, but he got a little more detailed, thank God, and I listened to him. And, again, this was one of those moments in my life where I went, thank goodness I listened to this guy because it changed my life. Um, he had me visualize the space behind my heart, which I now know is the thymus gland, which is responsible for a lot of our immune function. That's and he right. said, picture, right. yeah, he said, picture those white blood cells rushing into your throat and overtaking the sore throat, the virus, the infection, and conquering it. He said, you know, those movies where the cavalry comes rushing over the hill to save the day. And I said, oh, yeah. And he said, okay, that's the image I want you to have of these white blood cells flooding the area and winning. He said, can you do that? And I said, yeah, absolutely. So I went home that night. I'm laying in bed, and I put my hands on my throat, and I'm visualizing this white light rushing from behind my heart and it encompassed my throat and there were cannons and horses and this big battle and you know I like I pictured it and I fell asleep and I woke up the next morning and I had no sore throat and I didn't get sick and I was brilliant in Oklahoma and it was a life-changing <laughs> thing for me because I realized we have this power within mm-hmm. us to do this, and when I was writing my dissertation, and I, I wrote my dissertation for my PhD on specifically mind-body techniques um, and how oh, our okay. thoughts and emotions and stuff uh, affect our physiology, and I found study after study talking about the use of visualization, creative visualization or guided imagery for things like boosting the immune system, lowering blood pressure, healing wounds quicker, um, you know, fighting off the cold and flu virus faster. And then you get into sports performance. And there has been some amazing studies done of self-talk and visualizing and how well that helps you do your sport or your skill. And so there's a visualization mm-hmm. that I do. Um, I also learned at Harvard, it was a different course, that Daniel Brown taught us this, of look, you know, meeting your ideal self and seeing yourself do your activity so perfectly that it's, it's flawless, it's effortless. And I can picture myself in dance class totally getting the routine where I can dance with abandonment and I don't even think about the steps and it just, it's as if the music is just moving through me. So if I have mm-hmm. to do a task, I picture myself 
doing that task so perfectly and I can see it and I can feel it and my body follows suit and I find that the next thing I'm about to do becomes so much more effortless. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's probably a 10 or 15 minute meditation that you put, you know, visualization that you put us through. Um, but it mm-hmm. was really amazing that you can tap into those skills and you can practice free throws in your head and then do just as well on the basketball court or dart throwing or high jump. Um, you know, the studies that back this stuff mm-hmm. up is is so exciting to me because it's pulling it out of this fringe, airy-fairy, hippie love, 60s, make love, not war thing and bring it into the medical world. And, you know, when Harvard is teaching these things, it excites me because that means this is on the forefront of becoming, you know, the next thing for us. And they'll write us mm-hmm. a prescription for a medica- meditation and not a medication. And that would make me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, those are great so stories. Those are, they really are. Yeah, those are those are my three favorites. And you know, I, I when I do my long lectures, I mean, I do up to four hour workshops on stress. I tell all the different stories about how visualization has helped me heal mm-hmm. everything from not only that initial sore throat, but you know, a cracked vertebrae, and I had a, a really injured toe from a trapeze accident. There's something you don't get to tell your primary care physician very often. Yeah, you know, I was flying trapeze and my toe. Um, <laughs> what well, we actually hanging was, by your toes? Huh? Well, no. Well, but see, here, here's another great example because because for anyone who's listening that does flying trapeze, and I'm sure you know, all of you do, um, you have to be you have to be present in the moment because you're listening for calls from someone else. So if sure. you jump the gun and come off the bar too fast or too early you're going to hurt yourself. And that's what I did. I was so, it was a new trick for me and I was really struggling with it. And when they said final, I let go of the bar. Well, it wasn't time to set, to let go yet. I, I came off too early and I did about six somersaults and I remember thinking, I don't remember flipping this much last time. And I landed really hard, toes <laughs> first in the net and I bounced a couple times and I ended up, I dislocated my toe and I tore the webbing between my two toes. Oh. I mean, it could have been, Thank God it wasn't my hands or my face. Um, it would have been a big problem. But I you know, was told to stay off my foot for 10 days, and instead I did a dance performance in 10 days because I healed myself quicker using things like, now I'm not dumb, I'm not going to completely get rid of Western medicine in that case. I got my stitches, and I got my antibiotic mm-hmm. shot, and then I did acupuncture and Reiki and homeopathics and massage and visualization and affirmations. And well, you really my, worked at it. I did. You really you know, worked and it at it. Take, it wasn't... It, it, yeah. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't just relegate myself to going to someone and saying, fix this. You have to take personal responsibility. But I healed right. this thing so fast. When I went back to have the stitches out after, I think it was 15 or 16 days, um, my primary care doctor who again, didn't know about this injury because I ended up in an urgy care, um, he said, oh my God, how long have these stitches been in? And I said, I don't know, a little over two weeks. Why? And he said, your body actually started to grow over the stitches. I thought these had been in for months. Wow. Because I sped up the healing so much. Mm-hmm. Now, that was slightly mm-hmm. unpleasant to have the stitches taken out because they were starting to become embedded in my body. But it was, it was just such a testament to what, and I, I think the visualization was the big key. And again, I'm not saying we should just sit around and visualize. We still have to take the physical steps to make these things happen. But even if it improves things 10%, why would we not take that? 
Um, and I tell those stories right. not so people go, oh, Kathy's so cool, but so that we know we're also cool. And we all have the ability to do this kind of stuff for our bodies. And I just I want people to know that it's possible for you, too, to have that kind of control. Mm-hmm. You, I've heard you talk a couple times um, in our interview about Reiki. Yeah. What is Reiki that? Is, Reiki is wonderful. It is a, um, a hands-on healing technique. And it's a lot of massage therapists do it. It's not really a massage practice. Um, it is mm-hmm. in a lot of um, nursing facilities, a lot of cancer facilities. I don't know that I know of any cancer centers ever around that aren't offering Reiki of some sort. And what's lovely about it is you can do it with your hands on the person or you can put your hands a couple inches above. So if they're in a situation where they've had radiation or they really have a lot of Mm -hmm. pain and can't handle that contact, the Reiki energy still works. And it heals on all levels of body, mind, and spirit. It is soothing and relaxing. It's amazing for emotional issues. So I've had clients come to me wanting Reiki after losing a child, after a divorce, after a big Mm -hmm. betrayal, uh, after losing Mm -hmm. a parent. And it really helps balance out the emotional and the spiritual as well as the physical. So it's a beautiful modality. And um, And is that something that someone has to be trained in to do? Yeah, you have to be given an attunement where you... there are symbols placed in your hands and in the top of your head that actually activates the energy. And there are some people that believe you are born doing Reiki. And, and I think uh-huh. I was kind of one of those people. Um, but working with a Reiki master, as I did, I worked with her for years, um, getting okay. those attunements and working with someone who can guide that energy and help you harness that energy is, mm-hmm. is really recommended. And unfortunately, in the age of the Internet and people scamming you, you know, you can get your Reiki attunement on eBay. Please don't do that. You need to be in the same room as a person. Uh, you know, so let's, let's be smart about this. Um, I, I don't care if you're at a festival and they do it in a tent 10 minutes mm-hmm. because, honestly, it doesn't take that long. But, yes, yeah, please don't buy it on eBay. That, that's just ridiculous. Or, or Craigslist. We don't want to do that. Um, oh but, yeah, I use, I use Reiki all the time. And, and once you have the Reiki energy, once you have those attunements, mm-hmm. it will turn on when it's needed. So, you know, I could be sitting in the car with my husband and putting my hand on his leg, and if he needs the Reiki, it will just start flowing. It'll just start moving wow. through me. So every massage I give has a little extra zing um, from the Reiki that I do. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. Well, we're running out of time. I wanted you to tell our listeners about your book signing, where it's going to oh, be, when it's going to be. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It is tomorrow night, so that is Thursday the 13th up here in Santa Barbara, California, and we have a new fabulous bookstore uh, called the Granada Books, which is right next to the Granada Theater on State Street. And it'll be at 7 o'clock, and we're going to have some refreshments, a little bit of wine, um, and then I'll be talking a little bit about stress, probably for about 45 minutes, and then we're going to have the reception, and I'll sign my book, Conquer Your Stress with Mind-Body Techniques. So I'm going to talk about seven things that were in the book, uh, the affirmations, visualization is always part of my repertoire, so you'll hear more detail about that. And then, um, you know, the books are 16.95, and I'll be signing those for people and meeting everyone. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's a phenomenal space. It's it's the new bookstore here in Santa Barbara. So very very pleased to be a part of it. Oh, that that's great. And for those listeners that can't make it to Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. um, where can they find your book? Yeah, absolutely. Conquer your stress Amazon. with mind body therapies. Yeah, it's on Amazon, of course, um, but for anybody that wants to buy an author's book, um, 
Amazon might be the most convenient for you. It's not actually the best for the author just because the margins are so horrible when you buy the book. And you know this, you have books yeah, uh, when they're yes, bought on indeed. Amazon. So if the, if the author has a personal website, that's really a better way mm-hmm. to support the author. Uh, and it's thealternativemedicinecabinet.com. Mm-hmm. And my books are there and my massage DVD and events, lots of free resources. So there's a lot of recommendations I have for uh, for things there, links to past radio shows and articles I've written, and you can sign up for my newsletter, which just went out this week. So uh, another one will go out in two months. And, oh, that's uh, yeah, great. The, I'm glad yeah, the yeah, you know, it's just another way to stay in touch with people and pass on information. And um, I have a very dear friend who's waiting for a kidney transplant. Um, so one of the mm-hmm. things in this newsletter was a little way to donate to her if you want to support her in her journey of trying to get a new kidney. I could, you know, the, it's going to be stressful yes. and expensive, so she has a little fundraising page. Well, I know you've got to get to another interview, so I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on our show today, and you've given oh, us you. some wonderful information. I mean, real, it's usable. <laughs> and, good, good, um, good, good. And I w- I'm privileged to um, have been able to talk to you again this year. Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, listeners, please listen in again next Wednesday, same time. And um, uh, we'll be having another wonderful guest for you all to uh, learn from. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.health medianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? Thank you, listeners. I just wanted to remind you that the information on this show, it's not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional. It's not intended as medical advice. It's intended as a sharing of knowledge from our guests and the experience of Denise and her community. We encourage you to make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with a qualified healthcare professional of your choice. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Thank you. Good night.